about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 144 of How About That Cigar Live. How about them apples? Do you like apples? I do like apples. I like apples. She well, gave me her number. Did she? She did. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh, wow. Good night, hunting. We're a little punchy. We had a uh, very fun but very exhausting uh, few days, uh, which we're going to talk about on the show tonight. So uh, let's dive in. Let's uh, get to our special sponsor. Of course, we are in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. And we are so grateful to them. And let's remind you guys about the beautiful new Drew Estate Acid 20 Connecticut Toro. A smooth, mellow, sweet, and aromatic Acid 20 Connecticut Toro features a stately Connecticut shade wrapper, a flavorful Indonesian binder, and a bold Nicaraguan filler, resulting in an extraordinary and exceptional smoking experience. Acid 20 Connecticut is a 6x54 Toro, all chromed out in 20-count boxes with an MSRP of $10.75 per cigar. They will be available to all premium cigar retailers beginning at the Tobacco Plus Expo in Las Vegas, and they will ship immediately. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, yeah, welcome to episode 144. Thank you so much for being live with us on Facebook, live with us on YouTube. For those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar part of your regular podcast rotation. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to say that earlier, but I'm just a little mixed up because we're tired. It's all good. We're still we're still coming back from being a little a little groggy, a little exhausted from the the, the Tobacco Plus Expo, which we had a blast at, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Yes. But before we talk about that, let's... Uh, um, you know, our, our teams are out, you know, of the NFL playoffs, but so my estimation is that this round, the, this entire stretch of playoffs, you know, now we're going to the Super Bowl. Hopefully it's a really quality game to watch for football fans. But my estimation is that this was maybe, oh, was somebody saying bad audio? Give me a sec. Let's take a peek. Because sometimes this system likes to make changes on us midway through the broadcast. Yep, there we go. Okay, sorry about that. We should be good now. Please let us know if the audio is better. Uh, this system is faulty sometimes, and it's my fault for not checking for the 14th time before we went live. So please let us know if the audio is fixed. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Audio's good now. Audio's good. <laughs> All better. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Grant. Um, so I, in my estimation, this was the best stretch of playoff games that I can ever remember. It has been an absolute joy to watch these these teams battle out. I mean, yeah. how some of these games have, have ended. I mean, it, gosh, Tom Brady is so good. And if anybody could have brought that team back, Clearly, you he came close to doing it again. He really did. But I mean, everything from the you know some of the wild card round great games were great. Um, divisional round, I was a little sad about one particular game that we won't get into. Um, but even even with everything, you know, they've all been close games. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, uh, and they've been fun to watch. And they've there've been some overtime wins, some last minute field goals, you know, and very competitive football. And I'm really hoping that the Super Bowl is the same way. I honestly believe it will be. I think so too. I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl. I am really, really looking forward to it. So, go Rams. I don't know. Go Rams. Wait, no, go Bengals for me. Is it? Yeah, for me. I mean, we talked about this a little bit um, where I was born and lived for the first uh, 12 years of my life was down in southern uh, southeast Indiana near that area of and we, we went to Reds games and uh, a one Bengals game when I was a when I was a kid. Um, I don't remember the outcome of the game, but I know the Bengals game that I went to at Riverfront Stadium. The Bengals played the Detroit Lions. I have no idea what, what the outcome was. It was probably I'm going to guess it was sometime around 1980. The Bengals were good then. Um, they uh, they made it to the Super Bowl in 81 and 88, losing to the Niners both yeah. times. <clears throat> um, so and and uh, also sports related, the Minnesota Wild are finally starting to kind of get their mm-hmm. groove back. So, and I want the Rams mostly for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah, he's got a great story. He's a great he's a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback, and I think um, Detroit clearly didn't give him the team that he needed yeah uh to get it done and you know i know a few detroit fans were like stafford sucks and blah 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 well does he well and what a great testament to the rams organization for you know making what a lot of people consider to be an extremely risky move you know giving up so many draft picks and things like that for for matthew stafford but look but look look what they got out of it they got they knew that they had an opportunity to get a championship level quarterback they had the defense they had the defense exactly and then they added on pieces like uh, i mean look at all, and i'm one of them so i'm look at all the flack people were given odell beckham junior i was one of those people i was too. and i'll still give him flack when he acts like an asshole yep i still will and he's had his he's had his moments where he's you know acts like a little diva but the boy can ball. He can play. Yep. And he's really talented. And you give him a you give him a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, and he's really contributing to that offense. So I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think Joe Burrow should should have easily been a com, uh, a, a competitor or or a candidate for MVP. Um, this only continues to prove what what he's done in the playoffs. Yeah. So. And and uh, <clears throat> either way, I'll be happy for people in my life uh, to see Mc- Miguel, you know, Shodell, who's a huge Bengals fan. Um, yeah. You know, that would be cool. Um, but I'm rooting for the Rams, but I won't be upset either way. Yeah. I, I just want it to be a competitive game and fun to watch as a football fan. Um, and I'm looking forward. I'm, no lie, I'm looking forward to the halftime show. So I saw a really funny meme that had with all the, the, the chains and yeah, the, I, all the dudes. I showed story. that to my kids earlier. <laughs> and I said, I said, guys, you don't realize how totally true this meme is. But when that halftime shows on, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up going like yes. Yeah, I'm I, I might as well have on the, the velvet tracksuit and start playing pretty fly for a white guy. That's right. 
So <laughs> it's going to be lit. Uh, but let's jump into our main segment of the evening. And tonight we're going to be recapping the Tobacco Plus Expo show that we just got back from uh, that was in Las Vegas. Uh, so before we get to our main segment, let's hear from our fantastic sponsor at Corona Cigar Company. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSungrown.com. So let's dive right into our TPE recap show. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring on camera right now our great producer, Justin Lawler. Justin, welcome to How About That Cigar Live. How's it going, guys? You're not used to being on camera. (laughs) There's absolutely no need whatsoever to be nervous. of your of your life and how you feel about god and no, no I'm totally, <laughs> totally totally messing with you Let me go on for a second. <laughs> so for those of you who watch how about that cigar you know that uh back in about october um uh justin was a great addition to the team he take took over production duties for the live show uh which has really improved kind of the flow and things like that um so and this was this was Justin's first opportunity to go to a cigar trade show. Uh, so kind of the first thing we want to talk about, you know, when as we're recapping uh, the trade show, just so you guys know kind of what we're talking about. The TPE, there are a couple different uh, cigar trade shows, uh, at least major ones through the years. So there's uh, the PCA or the Premium Cigar Tr- Association trade show that happens in July. Uh, which is uh, put on by the PCA, which is the trade organization for uh, premium cigar and pipe retailers. And uh, it is considered the largest trade show for that focuses directly on premium cigars and uh, pipes and pipe tobacco and the retailers who sell those items. The Tobacco Plus Expo is a all-encompassing tobacco show. You'll see everything on the trade show floor from cigarettes to rolling tobacco to weed <laughs> synthetic weed uh delta eight that weed, weed game. that weed game uh Nine. vape uh vape um cbd, CBD hookah glass pipes uh garrett got some cbd cream for I his did. ailing back oh my gosh did it help it helped that's good that's i wasn't good. expecting it to i was just figuring you know, Justin would rub me down and be a good time for him. But <laughs> thankfully, there was a happy ending, and it was my back feeling better. My mom's listening. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, move Sorry. that, move that mic closer, Justin. Sorry, Trish. Um, so 
so that's what the tobacco plus expo is and we we were there uh wednesday through saturday uh the the trade show itself was just wednesday thursday friday but we flew back on saturday and covered the whole thing and uh got the really because of having an extra guy on the team and having justin's help we covered we did more trade show coverage than we ever had before at a single Mm -hmm. trade show we doubled we more than doubled our coverage from the previous tpe trade show so at the last tpe show we did 17 videos uh and the one we just came back from we did 39 so we're sexy it's just a huge addition to the team having justin there so one of the things that we want to start out with you justin is obviously whenever we go to an event like this there's expectations it's like i think this is what i'm going to see and i think this is what i'm going to hear and i think this is what it's going to be like and then you get there and sometimes they don't always match up so what what would you say your were your like expectations versus reality at this show um, expectations, you know, it was, it was, I didn't know what to expect actually, you know, we came in, um, straight off the plane, straight to the show pretty much. And, uh, just went straight to business, started doing interviews right away. Um, seemed to go pretty smoothly for the most part. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, a great experience just to, to dive in, you know, full force right off the bat and, and get my feet wet per se. And, and I had a, a really good time out there, you know, just learning, uh, how the show works live and then meeting all the people we meet, met and uh, just the, uh, you know, brotherhood and camaraderie of the cigar industry in general and the community just really thrives there. And it, it kind of inspires you to like, see, what do we do next? You know? Yeah, that's, that's actually a great way to put it. Um, and, and we do this, this time around. Yeah. We really did kind of hit the ground running because we, we flew in that morning. Fortunately, everything travel wise was great. We yeah. didn't have anything to worry about. We got to, um, you know, got, got our flight, got, got to Vegas, got checked in, got everything squared away and got on the trade show floor and just boom, we were rolling. There was really no, no sort of time to mentally, mentally transition yourself into it. Yeah. A hundred percent. We, uh, and I, you know, TPE does a really good job of um, including the media in their show. Um, not only do they help with hotel rooms and that piece, but they also carve out a piece of real estate for the media, uh, little media lounge where there's snacks and water. So from a media perspective, they really do take care of us. They give us early access and you know, they kind of lay out the red carpet for us, which is really pretty freaking cool. Yeah, I agree. That's something that we have found in the two, the two times now that we've covered the TPE, just having, and actually the media lounge this time was five or six times the size it was last year. Last year it was, you know, it was great to have, don't get me wrong, but this year it was fantastic. There was tons of space there were tables there was dedicated uh network just for media there was comfy chairs there was biz- business chairs coffee snacks yep uh big water bubbler um bubbler, bubbler <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> bubbler um, um 
and it was, uh, you know, as great as last year's was, it was even better this year having that much space. And there were even people set up in there doing full fledged interviews with lights and computers and soundboards and the whole bit. Yep. Uh, and it was great having enough space to do that because yeah. we could be on the other side of the media lounge and they could be over there doing their interview and, and there wasn't any interruption in their service or anything like that. Yep. That and, uh, cool. yeah, it, we conducted an interview in the same room with a different person at the same time and yeah. there was no interference. So it was really a really good space. Take notes, other, other, other associations. Yeah. And we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit. Um, so one of the things that, um, that Justin, you touched on a little bit, and I think this is a very important point about these trade shows and really any, any cigar event, whether it's a trade show like this or whether it's a big multi-vendor event like the Great Smoke, which we're going to in in uh, just a few weeks, three weeks from now, or uh, uh, one of the big smokes, which are put on by Cigar Aficionado Magazine or um, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, the Brew City Cigar Fest and things like that. Justin hit on the camaraderie piece. And that's a really important part of this uh, kind of culture, this cigar hobby, you know, is the being together with other smokers. And um, as somebody who kind of is a, a an introvert by nature that I am, I get I get strange looks sometimes from family family members who've known me their entire lives and my entire life, knowing that I'm an introvert, being like, why why do you want to go to a place that's filled with people? And I say, because cigars bring out the extrovert in me, and they do. Um, uh, where are you at with that, Justin? As far as like, uh, you know, how you deal typically with other people and you know just in the world. Do cigars tend to bring out a side of you that otherwise people don't get to see? Yeah, I think it does. Um, you know, I, I used to be out in clubs a lot and, and promoting, and, and I, I used to be the, the, I guess, extrovert personality. But, uh, you know, COVID, all that stuff happened. I kind of been staying at home and then found cigars in the last year and a half, two years that I really dove like full head, you know, into it and didn't look back. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a good experience to be able to to talk to all these people and just meet all the people you look up to in the industry, all the people who are actually blending the cigars, you know, making all the products that we enjoy on a daily basis. Um, it, was, it was really a great experience just overall, all around, just to see that. And, and um, you know, like I said, I what do we do next? That's like, I don't know, let's go. Where are we going? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Did you have any... Um, cause I still have them. Mm -hmm. Did you have any, uh, kind of starstruck moments? Oh yeah. Like every, every single time. I, oh, right. I okay. back, but I'm just like, I'm sitting yeah. there in the camera. Like, this is great. You know? And, and it was, uh, it was fun just to, to run around with you guys and, and talk to everybody the whole time. Yeah. A little bit tiring overall. We were just nonstop on our feet all day yeah. and then, you know, going to bed at two o'clock in the morning, get up at six or seven. But we, uh, we made it happen. It's, know? it is exhausting yeah. because you're literally walking. I mean, it, we've we've done the thing with the like the apple watch or the pedometer or whatever and it's it's many miles a day yeah who's so i know we talked about this the first time you went to a trade show but there are people that i've met a half dozen or a dozen times or more that i still for those first couple minutes i'm still like 
well, I'm talking to this person. I'm so, res- I so respect this person. And I'm, you know, I still get a little bit, you know, giddy, giddy when I'm talking to certain people. Uh, uh, can you I'm, think of anybody like that? Yeah. The person that sticks out to me the most is going to be Nestor. Yeah. Uh, Nestor Placencia is, he's one of those. And here's the cool part about, you know, it, it would be two for me. It would be uh, Nestor and Nick Perdomo. Um, and they're very different in their personalities. Um, uh, you know, Nick is more of that, uh, you know, kind of suit and tie classy, um, guy where Nestor is just humble and, uh, the sweetest person you'll ever meet and would not consider himself to be a rock star of the industry by any means. Um, yeah, he's a, he considers himself a farmer first. He does. Yeah. Um, and so that humility, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I love that. I love that about yeah. him. And it, it, uh, every time I, I meet him and talk to him, I'm, I'm impressed with him and his character and his product every, every time. Yeah. He's this, it's the same person for me really. Yeah. And there are a couple others, but him. Yeah. And yeah. You know, at other trade shows, like um, just people you have deep respect for, you know, like Carlito Fuente and and George Padron and mm-hmm. uh, um, well, even w- not not at a trade show, but at a factory tour, getting to meet, uh, you know, Pepin Garcia was I have yet mind boggling. Um, so let's talk about the booth visits um and and i'll bring up our uh just for us here i'll bring up our kind of list here of of uh places that we visited so and i'm gonna i'm gonna rattle these off really quick because i don't think it's gonna take super long so oscar Valladeras, robert caldwell cigars for warriors sinistro cigars illusione terrazona battleground cigars el artista dapper cigars casa cuevas aladino Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Drew Estate, Drunk Chicken Cigars, Carolina Blue, Fratello, Crux, Perdomo, United, Dissident, Blackbird, Epic, Cavalier, Amendola, uh, Crown Heads, Espinosa, CLE, Ace Prime, Placencia, Agonor Salif, Jake Wyatt, Black Starline, Adventura, Christoph, Alec Bradley, Altidus USA, Ferry Otego. Hmm. I need a nap just after going through all those names. I mean, we were so blessed and fortunate to be able to meet with all these people. Um, So I want each of us to kind of answer like, and it's not even necessarily about the cool product that they had, just that they had a good vibe or that they were welcoming and engaging. What were, what was like a favorite booth visit for you that stands out in your head? For me, I'm going to say it would have to be uh, Luciano. Mm. I mean, yeah, we, we met the guy, totally down earth guy, you know, uh, very well articulated on what he says. And then just the experience, he, he started pulling out different tobacco leaves. I think, think some of them was from uh, Afghanistan. Pakistan. 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 Yeah. yeah. He started rolling tobacco right in front of us. He's like, here, try this. And <laughs> he cuts them off and then he gets it to the next person. And it was just like a, a cigar rolled right in front of you of a blend that he's like, you know, maybe testing out or something. I was like, yeah, now, what do you think of it? You know? What do you get out of it? And that was uh, a cool experience to just have that hands-on, smelling the different leaves, 
you know, it was all right there in, in front of you. And that's something new for me that I never got to experience before. It was really, really cool. Yeah. What about you, Garrett? I felt like, um, uh, for me, I'm going to talk about some of the, the new ones that, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about, and that would be, oh man, it's a, it's a toss up between Sinistro and drunk chicken. Um, I felt like the vibe with, uh, Sinistro, I mean, that dude, I, we became best friends. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very cool guy. Uh, super cool guy. Personalities are, are pretty similar. And, um, and then drunk chicken, just the story of that brand and, uh, Renee, was it, uh, Desiree, 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 Thank you. Desiree silver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her story and, you know, being a chicken farmer and all I, of the, I know it's crazy. What? Like, cause we even talked about it back after, uh, after PCA that we had, yeah. we had thought about going to see that booth and, and to be honest, you know, we were a little kind of like, that chicken it seems, like, it seems like a gimmick or it's like it's like it's just a joke like they're in it just for a joke she is not joking around she is not playing at not. all didn't get into cigars to make a buck yeah. uh, had no intention on becoming a cigar brand and it was truly a labor of love and a cigar that they were making for themselves and yeah anyone who knows anything about anything in art or food or whatever if an artist and a chef is creating for themselves, they typically make some of the best work. Yeah. And uh, my hat's off to them. Uh, they, she gave me a cigar that punched me in the face, <laughs> and it was it was good. Yeah, she was really great to talk to, and I'm so glad that. And actually, it, all credit to them because yes. they're the ones who we we happened to be walking through. They were in they were in sort of a the Sutliff area where there's a number of different brands in one little or in one large booth put together. We happen to be walking through that area. Um, I think we had just finished an interview with someone else and they stopped us and said, Hey, how are you guys doing today? What do you, yep. what's your story? What do you, what are you, what are you here at the trade show for? They yep. wanted to know if we were retailers. We said, oh no, we're media. We do a podcast and they were just our best friends immediately. Yep. And it wasn't just this fake sales right. thing. They were just they genuinely wanted to know about who we are and what yes. we do. And and then and then when Garrett started asking them their story, to see to see her face light up, to yeah. see everybody who was a part of that booth, to see their face light up, to get to tell the story. It was really kind of refreshing. It really was. Yeah, no, it was a great time. Uh, clearly just a great group of people that they've uh, assembled for for their team. And so watch out for drunk chicken. Yeah. Um, one for me that was kind of a, along the same uh, lines because of uh, just his his openness and his friendliness um, and, a, and a booth that we finally, finally made it to after all these trade shows that we've been promising ourselves we weren't going to miss them again. And that was Gerard at Jake Wyatt Cigar Company. Yep. Um, it, at TPE last year and PCA last year, we're like, we got to make it over Jake White because we loved the pictures we'd seen online of their cigars. Mm -hmm. So, so much artistry that goes into the designs and stuff. Yep. Um, and then we finally got to meet Gerard and I, I had kind of had a few conversations with him just on Facebook, um, you know, typing back and forth, but w what a just fun down to earth, yes. friendly individual he is. Um, and we just had a great conversation uh, got to learn more about his cigars and uh, and even try some and 
it's not just the designs and the prettiness factor. They, they're tasty, good tobacco cigars. So be on the lookout for that because, um, again, what a cool conversation. Just oh, a really was. genuinely nice guy. Yep. Um, and I mean, some of the other fun things, you know, the, the, you got to check out the interview with Michael Herklotz from Ferry Otego. Um, you know, it's hard to, you, we, we can never beat what Dojo has done with, with no. him. Uh, but you know, we tried to do something a little bit outside the box with, with him. Uh, you've got to check that out. You have, to, so uh, l- let's just do a quick little rundown and like the reason you need to see the video about each of these. So for Ferry Otego, it, first of all, it's awesome that they actually have product. Yes. Um, and there's some fun, funny little stuff that happens in that interview, uh, for Altidus USA that, uh, uh, oh, the humidor. that humidor, the, uh, I want to say War of the Roses, but that's not right. It's something. Yeah, it's along that line. Yeah, but something you have you have to see this Bed humidor. of Roses. Bed of Roses. Thank you. That is it. Um, uh, with uh, uh, Bradley Rubin from Alec Bradley Cigars, he is just he's another one of those people. He's just he's engaging. He's fun. He's soft spoken, but he is when he's in a conversation with you, he's just right there. He's in the conversation with you, and um excited to talk to you and it's a really good back and forth with him absolutely and he's not that um you know i'm the kid of alan type of thing yeah he is just a great dude um both him and alec are are fantastic people yeah Um, and And of of course it would have been awesome to see you know his brother and their and their dad but um obviously they they've got a lot of stuff going on so they can't all be there um and then um uh jared from uh from christoph cigars one of our great friends in the industry um and you know great conversation their their focus is really core brands i mean they are definitely working on stuff but uh, as we've heard from him a couple times, they they just want to make sure that the consistency of product is there for um, for the stuff that uh, their customers have come to know and love. Um, Adventura cigars, uh, Nicole Marcel and uh, Henderson, so so awesome that we finally got to meet them in person. Um, energetic, passionate people who really care. Um, and they have really been hitting on all cylinders. I mean, there's so many people out there that are their brands have tons and tons of buzz on social media and they're and the way that henderson blends tobacco really just i don't know i don't want to use the term speaks to me but it does yeah yep 100 percent um great team at aventura and uh between you know nicole and marcel what they do with the marketing piece and then henderson who is you know they they call the the heart of the the company yeah it's true um, and, and I'm realizing now that only like four or five videos into this, if we if we even do 30 seconds on each of these, this this show tonight's going to be two hours. So <laughs> maybe maybe we should, yeah. Well, where can they find these videos? So they, yeah, that's a, actually a, a great point. Really? Yeah, all all these, I know, right? Marketing, marketing. Um, all of these videos, uh, even though they did go live while we are at the are we're at the trade show all of them are still up on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash hbt cigar <coughs> excuse me and they are also uh, available on our 
YouTube channel, which I am going to put the link in the comments right now so you guys can go and check those out on our Facebook page. Um, and yeah, there's, like I said, there's 39 videos up there um, and lots of great companies, lots of great stuff to learn about. Um, and then uh, one final thing before we get into uh, our next little uh, toast cam action. Oh, yeah. Is the amount of releases at TPE was surprising. We talked a little bit about that on Coop's show when we were doing an update for Coop. Um, there was a lot of companies, a lot of manufacturers that were actually releasing a cigar during TPE. And typically most, you know, the, the, uh, the trend over the past several years has been the release at PCA, um, or around the PCA time. Yeah, that's right. Um, so late summer, fall is when most of these companies. So it was really cool to see some of these companies offering a, a new release during the TPE. And um, I'm excited for this new trend. I, I think so, too. And uh, like Coop said, he he really put it well that uh, it would be beneficial. I mean, it, selfishly, it would be really beneficial Correct. for media to have more releases spread out on the first uh, two quarters of the year. Yep. Um, but I think I think for e even for consumers, you know, to get things instead of get everything from, you know, July through or really not even July, you know, you're talking August, September through the end of the year. Yeah. If you get things spread out a little more evenly, uh, it helps people spend more wisely and it gives people more of an opportunity to, you know, get their hands on stuff. They don't have to, they don't have to sock away their whole cigar budget. If they, if all they want is the new stuff, they don't have to sock away their budget for, yeah. you know, the second half of the year. You know, an interesting uh, thing about that, too, is uh, I had a chance to have dinner with the Adventura team, and Marcel was talking about the difference between releases in Europe versus the U.S. Oh, interesting. In Europe, yeah. they're constantly releasing new cigars. So he said that on okay. average, there's a new release just about every month from somebody Oh, of cigars. I like so that. So there's a constant... There's a, there's a plus side where mm. the consumers are always getting the new new, but then what happens is the staples or cigars that should be the staples get kind of lost in the shuffle. So these yeah. retailers will will hear the buzz of this new thing. They'll buy a bunch and then something else new will come out. And all of a sudden that product is now not sought after anymore. Okay. So they're always chasing the new. Well, that makes sense. And I wonder, I mean, it does make sense if you go back to, you know, the PCA and previously it was called IPCPR and pre before that RTDA, you know, that's, they got so much press and so much buzz about mm -hmm. those products specifically because that was really the big ticket item. Uh, and now a lot of these companies are realizing that they can, they can still get good buzz and good press from a smaller show like Tobacco Plus Expo and spend far less exhibiting product, you know, because the exhibitors, many of them told us that it cost them way less money to attend and show product at the TPE versus the PCA. Yep. They still want to support the PCA as an organization, but from a pure uh, 
return on investment. Correct. They get more bang for their buck from TPE. So something to think about. Yep. Uh, should we move into? Yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding me what yeah. I what I forgot about, which was which is our newest sponsor, and that is Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. So let's fire up the toast cam. Mm-hmm. When lighting your cigar, it's important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust have become, become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagag, Dumbarton Tobacco has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Oh, yeah. People, so, so, and I've talked about this before. People who know me know that if I ever ask to borrow your lighter, it's okay for you to say no because I use so much stinking butane when I light a cigar because I toast it forever. And that cool gal at the, um, what booth was that? We kept going back to that was uh, Ignitus. Ignitus. Uh, she booth. was so fantastic to us. She was great. Uh, kept going back to just fill our lighters. Yeah. I felt bad at first. I was like, "Could we? Could we borrow some? Borrow some butane?" It's borrow. like, how how am I going to borrow butane? <laughs> and and she wasn't. I mean, she didn't even skip a beat. She said, "Yeah, come on over." And they, I mean, she had four hundred cans of butane there. Right. Um. And yeah, she was she was great and and let us fill our lighters every day. So, um. Big thank you to her. I've got her card here. I'll I'll shout her name out here in a sec. Yeah, she was fantastic. Um, yeah, everybody was fantastic. It was uh, it was a really fun show. Uh, Cigars for Warriors was probably the the interview I was most proud of. Um, getting, you know, even if we just got one person, one viewer, to go and send. Uh, you know, either send cigars or, you know, make a financial contribution. Um, it was, it was worth it. And, uh, so who, who do we got here? So from, uh, from Ignitus, which is, uh, they, they, they make some really cool looking lighters, um, big, massive, some of them big, massive, uh, like, uh, handheld torches, like what you'd use for creme brulee. Yeah, one one of them seriously. (laughs) It had the torch because you know you look at these these lighters that we use for our cigars. You know this one's got a triple torch, but each each torch is only you know maybe a couple millimeters wide. This one torch that she had had to have been seven or eight millimeters wide, and it was only a single torch. But yeah, the Justin's not lying. The flame was ten inches, twelve inches long on that thing. You could have welded the Titanic shut. So that was uh, (laughs) that that was Helen Seha. I believe is how you pronounce that last yeah. name. Uh, and she was just great with a smile every time. She's like, yeah, here's some butane. Fill up your lighters, guys. Oh, no, I'm going to steal the lighter. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's a little warm because I had, I had it lit for 20 or 30 Holy minutes. Geez. Sorry. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, because uh, there definitely were, you know, um, there like we've talked about there definitely were some new products um that were featured by some companies that that are are using tpe now to also 
uh, introduced some cool new stuff. Um, one of the ones that stood out to me was um, uh, Terrence at Agonorsa Leaf told us about the new Cerberus, which is very cool. It's the uh, the 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 three headed dog that guards guards the gates of Hades. Uh, the design on the Cerberus is absolutely killer. You got to check it out. Um, and uh, obviously, I mean, it's an Agonorsa blend, so um, I actually just fired up an Agonorsa blend um, in the uh the rare leaf reserve in the 60 ring gauge mm. um and yeah that cerberus project i thought looked looked pretty cool absolutely and terrence is just he's killing it um i think the the bringing terrence into agonorsa leaf is clearly a match made in heaven um they're doing some really really cool stuff with not only their blends but the amount of amazing products that they're putting out for others is yeah. uh, just a lot of great things coming out of Agonorsa. Yeah. Um, is there anything that somebody announced as a new cigar that you can remember, Justin, that you thought you're looking forward to? Going back to Luciano, the dream or the new sizes. The new sizes, yeah. I know. Yeah, we have to try one of those when we are out there. Delicious. Um, I, I still haven't smoked the one I got from Luciano, but... Um, yeah, that it's because that yeah that Lancero was so good, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh please, let's get let's get like a robusto and a torpedo and a tor and that's basically exactly what they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was disappointed there was no five and five eighths by forty six, but <laughs> I'll get over it. I'll get over it. Another one was uh, the Amendola. Oh, the Special yeah. from Amendola. Special, very, very similar tasting blend for the most part, but it was you know a little bit different, but in a good way. My favorite cigar of the of the entire show mm -hmm. was that Amandola. Yeah. I think it was for me too, as far as what we smoked while we were there. Correct. Yeah, it, that blend was just, and we told Jeff that too after because we got to hang out with him a little bit at the bar and just just relax. And actually, it was the next morning, wasn't it? It was that night. It was that. Oh, night. was that? It oh, was, was that Friday, night? Yeah, we were up very Friday late Friday night, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah, sitting with him, and he had a box, and he was like, he was like, dude, I can't stop smoking them yeah you know and uh that you know that says something if if uh, imagine you're a chef and you're cooking food all day and you cook yourself that same meal every day yeah that's what it's like for these guys and uh so that that really says a lot yeah um the one for me uh, and there were there were quite a few products that that really stood out to me definitely what we've already talked about i'm excited for but also for two reasons one because i'm a fan of the original release and the blend itself and i'm a fan of the sort of format and the project is the big poppy firecracker mm. so the collaboration between el artista and and now are making the firecracker for united firecracker for united cigar um super exciting because the the original big poppy blends uh i've enjoyed since it first hit uh, hit. Ah, Let's see what uh, I. Yeah, yeah okay. I, that was totally unintentional. Um, so yeah, it's when that blends uh, came on the market, I enjoyed it right away. I tried. I definitely tried it because I'm a fan of Big Poppy, um, and then uh, I was happy that I liked it because you never know with a celebrity cigar, but yeah. it's a very good blend. Uh, and seeing that come out in the firecracker format, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the timing of that release. 
too. The timing, yeah. Although Coop was right, there may have been some, maybe yeah. a little behind the I scenes. Mean, if you were to bet whether he was going to be a first rounder, totally or not, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at it though. I'll, all <laughs> day, all. all day long. That's yeah. that's a great cigar. marketing. It's yeah. smart. It's yeah, absolutely. What about uh, the Espinosa knuckle sandwich? That yes, I am excited for that because um, e- even Eric and Jack said, "Look, this is not just another yep. celebrity cigar." He told him no. He told him no, and um, he actually Guy Fieri actually according to what they said, he actually was in this process and he actually put in the work and they went through a, a lot of different iterations before they landed on yep. the, the, these two. Yeah. And it uh, looks like Eric will be not necessarily following the crew round for diners, drive-ins and dives, but will hit many of those cities and do events um, while they're, they're filming on location at certain places. So um guy is completely invested in in the project and i'm excited yeah to try it um and another person it's not necessarily a blend in particular but a person that i really have enjoyed getting to know and and you guys know that we love like tobacco nerds the guys that really get into the 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 different varietals of tobacco and the growing regions and and that kind of stuff because we sort of nerd out about that stuff and the guy from Carolina Blue that works mm-hmm. with Chris Caesar Caesar, he has from everything I can hear from him. As far as I know, he as far as I can tell from him, he's legit. That he's actually got a mind for this kind of stuff, and he and he also nerds out about it. He does where he gets he gets into the you know the different plots and the different regions and the different varietals and and maybe change this up a little bit to get a better yield or get a better flavor or what it's, I love listening to him talk about tobacco. I do too and he is a very soft spoken yeah. and very fast speaking <laughs> yeah. individual so you have got to be like on your Adderall when <laughs> when listening to him but he yeah. is uh, a wealth of knowledge and you know, I am excited to, you know, I can't wait for Carolina Blue to really hit that stride where they really start to get some street cred and I agree. Uh, and launch them because they're great people and they're great cigars doing doing really cool things. Yeah. And uh, another brand that we we finally met with for the first time uh, was Blackbird Cigars. Um, a b- brand that's been yes. getting a lot of uh, a lot of buzz on social media the last couple of years, and we finally yeah finally met with them, and uh, that was a very cool conversation. Um, and then one one other person that um, really just because um, I have a man crush on him, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, and I I um, I want to look like him someday, and that's Dean Parsons from Epic Cigars, dude. I mean. The dude is just built like a tank. A tank. He's he, he you can tell that he takes care of himself and works out a lot cuz yep. Yep, straight up like if if I could, you know, I, if I if I look like that guy I'd probably never wear a shirt. 100%. That's all I'm saying. Yep, 100%. And he makes good cigars. And he makes a 6 by 60 that I'll smoke. Yeah. And I've found I've I've kind of been not that I'm like I'm not getting on board the six by sixty train, but um, I wave when it goes by now. Right, 
And I, I, right now I'm smoking this Aganorsa leaf, uh, rare leaf reserve in the six by 60. And the, I, I, I love his Maduro, uh, mm. Dean Parsons, uh, Epic Maduro in the six by 60. So good. And, um, there was another one that I had last week. Um, Oh, it's, we'll talk about it later in the show. It's my notable smokable this week. Okay, um, cool. we'll talk about that later in the show. Um, so Drew estate that was, that was, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta talk about how that, st- how that started out. Our friend Pedro from Drew estate, who is an absolute rock star in the industry. Everybody knows Pedro. Everybody loves Pedro. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, you gotta, so, you know, uh, I don't know if, I think maybe a, so here's a note that we should take is we need to be more, um, we need to convey to people better that this is going to be a live that is, video. That is going to be live before we start recording. Cause we, so we go, you know, Justin gives us the whole, you know, three to uh, right? yeah. go <laughs> and we're going, Matt, you know, opens up and Pedro bless his heart has like two swings and misses on his first attempt at getting going in this. And he's like, okay, let's start over. And then finally we're like, no, no, no it's live. Okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> and just after that though, after that, he was perfect. It was like watching a train go <laughs> like the man was just on a mission. And yeah. that actually, you know, usually we have to tee up some questions. We have to, you know, poke and prod and, you know, a little bit, depending on, you know, every interviewee is a little different. Yeah. With Pedro, it was Pedro go. Yeah. And he went. He did. Yeah. After those first couple, you know, when he, when he stopped and he's like, and he stopped and he looked at me, I, I'll never forget as long <laughs> as I live, the look he gave me yes. when he turned to me and he had his hands like this and he turned to me and he went, it's live. <laughs> And I heard there might be a meme like my man DeLorean or something yes. that might be circling around in their group. But my man, a- that was uh, 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 Dan from Dan from Cigar, Cigar Oasis. Yeah, we watched him live making a meme of, of Pedro yeah. Fett. Yes, so, not sure if anybody will ever see that, but it was uh, fun to watch. It that might process. make its way out <laughs> into the wild someday. We'll see. You know, and uh, Pedro is another one of those guys that I kept seeing. Here's the cool thing about the industry is you see other manufacturers or other, um, you know, sales directors or whoever in other people's booths. Um, we had, uh, I mean, Caldwell, I think was at other people's booths more than he was at his own. True which, story. Which isn't saying much for his booth, but. <laughs> <laughs> and he fully admits that. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Even said he was going to be returning those two tables too, which is hilarious. Classic. Yeah, it is totally classic. Um, but you get to see that it, it truly is a brother and a sisterhood that, that there is, uh, this camaraderie and this sharing of knowledge and love of this industry that, uh, that, you know, we, we love so much. So, uh, you know, when you do go to the show, you see a lot of that, Yeah, uh, it's relationships and, and it's you awesome. Don't, you don't really see that in a lot of other industries out there, like right in front of you. Just here it is, and, and that's yeah. the cool part of it is, is having that that time to talk with all these people is really a, a I guess humbling experience to see all that. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good point. But what I want to talk about now Uh-oh. is the Wednesday night party. 
<laughs> that's a yes i'm glad you brought that because i didn't have it on the show notes so i'm glad you brought that up this band you guys <laughs> oh so there was uh members from lifehouse lifehouse and savage garden savage garden savage, savage garden mm-hmm. and then I, I don't know was it that a, drummer was there one other band or was I it just there was another one. So that- essentially, there, there, it was a four-piece band, and each of those four gentlemen had all previously been in some relatively big-name bands. I mean, Savage Garden and Lifehouse are are two big-name bands. So, uh, and they, they, huh. yeah. I mean, uh, if you do a little bit of sleuthing, you can see Matthew Tobacco and myself <laughs> screaming at the top of our lungs. Um, at one point I went and sat down on the couch because I was like, I need to save my voice for tomorrow morning, you know, for, to do interviews the next day. And then the band had to go and play nine inch nails. Yeah. How do you sit down for nine inch nails? Yeah. And then they follow that up for their final song. Rage against the machine. Yeah. And I've never seen you guys mosh pit before, but you guys. Yeah, we were, our, we were moshing. <laughs> yeah. Last ones. We were screaming to Beastie Boys. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was you guys. The, the band was just so good. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoy live music at all, you were down in front stage and, you know, front and center. And it was the the band was so cool about interacting with the audience too they were on stage he took your phone yeah they at one point the lead singer grabs my phone out of my hand and and starts spinning around getting shots of the crowd and everything they were super engaging they were they were they were rock and roll players yes and they were extremely engaging and fun to watch and they played everything from like he said already from rage against the machine to nine inch nails to backstreet boys to yes. journey yeah, guns and roses, guns and roses. Yeah. i mean basically if it was a big hit from the 80s and 90s they played it yeah and they played it really really well and mm-hmm. while they were getting the crowd because you know sometimes if you've ever been in one of these cigar industry events the crowd can be kind of dead and at the beginning when those guys first started playing it it took them a while to get the crowd into it but the cool part is they didn't give up no. a lot of times a band will be up there and after a couple songs if the crowd's not into it the band is like well screw you we're just going to stand up here and play yeah but they didn't give up on the crowd and then once the crowd got you know enough juice <laughs> oh they got juice in them uh then then the crowd started migrating up right up against the stage and it was a party for the next two hours yeah it was it was, it was a great time it was fantastic uh one of the Oscar Valadares's guys was, uh, and I didn't know who he was at the party, uh, met him the next day, you know, walking by, I was like, dude, last night that was so dope and it was so fun. And we were moshing together, singing together too. Matthew Tobacco, Justin was down there. Matt was down there. My guy, Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Um, and it was just such a good time. So again, for industry parties, I've only been to a few at this point. But that is going to be a hard one to beat. Food, yeah. The food was excellent. Oh, and the food. Food, food was fantastic. Open they, bar, top shelf. Everything. Open bar, top shelf. Great food. They had they had uh, buffet stations uh, with finger foods. They had buffet stations with, um, you know, meat and potatoes, carving stations. They had people walking around with hors d'oeuvres Bacon and desserts. Bacon-wrapped scallops. Bacon-wrapped oh scallops. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
I ended up following one of those guys around. And those little lamb oh, lollipops. The lollipop lambs. Good lord. Oh, I'm gonna. They were giving away so many cigars. That night. And they get yeah, they had that, a lot of cigars given away by Drew Estate, who was the big sponsor of that that evening party. Um, but I'm I'm having my mind changed about that because you guys know that, and we don't have to get super deep into it. But I am believing now that it is beneficial to the organization, whether it's TPE or PCA. It's beneficial to the organization to put some resources into those camaraderie events. Absolutely. Those those like community building events. Yes. And I I I I'm fully, you know, full disclosure, I, I have had my mind changed about that because I think it is worth the investment. And it also I, gave other people that were there for the show that weren't there for the cigars. In the other industry, people were actually trying cigars that would probably have never even tried a cigar before. Right. But we're trying them. Like yeah, because a lot of the vape, a, a yeah. lot of the vape people or yeah. or hookah people who never really smoked cigars, yeah. they there there were plenty of free ones there for them to try. And I agree that a lot of them did try those, and I think that's a good thing for the cigar companies as a whole. Um. So, <clears throat> let's talk really quickly about. Did you see any? booth or multiple booths on the show floor that maybe weren't busy that you were surprised the, at the fact that they weren't busy or did everybody seem busy to you none that really surprised me necessarily but the one that i i keep wanting to um really i think do well but clearly doesn't look like they're getting much traffic is La Galera. Um, that one for me is the one that was most credible that seemed to not have as much traffic every time we walked by. Um, there was really no anyway. And I talked about this on Coop Show too. There was a few of those booths where you didn't know who the brand was and they were just kind of sitting by themselves not engaging with people, not doing anything, and clearly they didn't have any traffic in their booth. Yeah. But La Galera would be the one for me that I think I, I want to see people interested in there, but if they're not showing passion for what they're doing, that's that's what they're going to get. Yeah. Anything for you? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was behind the camera following you guys around a lot, so I mean, there was a little bit of uh, time where I, I didn't really attention to who was coming in and out it was just it was busy 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 for us so, yeah. yeah well the one for me it, it isn't that they weren't busy because i did uh, they weren't slammed every day but i i saw you know a few people in the booth and it was a relatively large booth but i just wanted more out of it i it, and it was the so on the on the manifest or on the on the list of all the vendors and and on the the floor plan it was marked as General Cigar Company. Yeah. But it wasn't General Cigar Company. It was just La Gloria Cubana. That was the only brand represented as, as far as signage goes. I'm I'm certain if you wanted to order something else, I, at least maybe you could have ordered something else. But I just don't understand that mindset where General has so many different facings from Macanudo to, to Cohiba to Diesel and La Gloria and Partagas and 
that that was it. As far as signage and displays go, it was just La Gloria, and it was just a couple uh, round tables with a few of the stretched out muslin, you know, uh, standing displays with the La Gloria uh, logo on it, and that yep. was it. Yeah, I expected more. And again, yeah, and again, no, no real energy. You know? Not really. I mean, again, there it, it was steady with people throughout the day, but not not slammed and buzzing like some other some other companies were. And and so a player in the industry as big as General Cigar, I I guess I just expected more. So and and yeah, Q, I agree. There was only one brand ambassador there, but I at a at a show that is becoming as big as TPE is becoming, I don't know why General doesn't bring the whole line. Well, and and it looked like they were just tip, you know, dipping their toe in the water, and well, they did last year too, but they didn't show up. But, well, they did, but it was the same deal with just one. It wasn't Lagloria though; it was a different. I don't remember even which one it was, but yeah, it was they. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah, um, I exp- I just wanted more. I I think General is such a big company with so many. Uh, iconic cigar brands. I, I would hope that they would want to be yeah. a part of that. I don't know. And the one that I was glad to see traffic at was Dapper. Yes. Um, yeah. Because Dapper was one of the brands that both Coop and I listed as a brand that needed to kind of get some things under them, you know, some fire lit, or they could potentially be on the chopping block. And, uh, you know, Dapper is a brand that I love, I respect. And they they had a really good crowd every time we walked by. Yeah. And I, I like that brand. It's a it's a brand of cigars I've enjoyed. And I'm glad we finally got to talk to Ian. Yeah. Uh and and have him on camera. And he, what a great guy. Just fun to talk to, engaging all the all the stuff you want from a from an interview. Um, are there any companies that you wish had attended the trade show but didn't? Room 101. That booth was there, but they didn't have a booth. But they didn't have a, yeah, they didn't exhibit. Booth didn't have a booth. Booth didn't have a booth. That was one Um, that I'd like to, you know, maybe get to meet, you know, in person, talk to a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? I mean, I'd always love to see Skip. Um, Yeah. I know that he's, uh, you know, Roma Craft isn't necessarily uh, expanding their retail partners right now. They're not um, really doing that so i i get why roma craft isn't there well and he's he's in uh he's in dominican at ernesto's factory working on working on their their project right now so so i I understand timing wise it just didn't work out no doubt they may have considered i wouldn't doubt if they sat down and had to talk about whether or not they were going to go um but we i mean we got to see mike and mike from uh, cigar hustler great to see those guys as always absolutely um uh, the the number one br- i mean there were a number of brands i would have loved to have seen uh the most notable for me is lfd um uh, i'm not sure if lfd has made a decision yet whether they're going to exhibit at the pca show in july uh they did not last year um and, and Lido wrote a fantastic letter he did great letter um uh, but you know seeing seeing uh Lido and tony and john carney it would be great to see them again uh and uh, again, they're one of those companies that I know they're, you know, they are really just focusing on production and making sure that their core blends that their customers love uh, are available. 
and they've been struggling just like some other companies making sure that they can get products to their customers so we know they're focused on that and i don't fault them for that a bit i just would love to see them again how about from a media perspective oh that's yeah that's a very good question i, I thought it was really good actually I too. um i don't think there were uh, from what i could see and and hear and you know interactions with with other media people we even met some people we hadn't met before in media um i didn't see any i don't know for lack of a better term bad actors i i don't even like using that term but just it it's from what i could tell everybody who was there media wise was there yeah. for the right reason there wasn't any of the I, I don't think there was any like the the fake influencers or or whatever there's that yeah. one couple that that we see at every show that nobody knows who they are or what they do, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, but they're, you know, they've been doing it a while and, yep. and, uh, as long as they're behaving, I don't really fault them for showing up. Um, but yeah, media wise, I think everybody was, was very well behaved and, um, of course, we love our fellow cigar media people, you know, and Justin got to meet pr pretty much everybody, yeah. you know. I had a good time meeting Matt and Nicole. We were, yeah. know, that, the last night we were there, got to hang out with them and get to know them, and hopefully we'll uh, do some things for the great smoke. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, getting to see the dojo guys mm -hmm. is always uh, a blast. Yeah, really, you know, getting a party with uh, Matt and Nicole and, um, and then seeing Zane and um kevin kevin yep. from blind man's and then uh uh craig back in the game yeah cigar craig back at a trade show so that was very cool to see uh craig back uh back again i hadn't seen him since 2016 i think was the, that was 2016 pca or ipcpr was my first ever trade show and i think that was the last time i had seen craig since last week so it was very good to see him again, um, being active again. Developing yeah. yeah, developing, seeing, seeing Aaron and John, John McTavish. I mean, John, we, uh, sorry, Aaron, we've seen. You know, he's he's been at uh, the last couple shows, but seeing, uh, seeing John. Uh, well, I think it was your first my time. first time meeting John. So, I, and I hadn't seen John since I want to say twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so yeah, great to great to see the 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 cigar surgeon again. We did not smack the commish. No, we did not. We did not smack the commish. Um, we and were seeing, bestowed. We saw. I didn't see anybody else. I saw Patrick from Half Wheel. I didn't see anybody else. I don't know I if anybody Charlie. else. Oh, Charlie was around. Oh, Charlie was around. Oh, I I never saw Charlie. I, didn't I saw see Charlie once. I saw Patrick. Um, yep. and um, trying to think of other media. Uh, uh cigar show Tim. And oh, Tim from Cigars Daily. Tim from Cigars Daily. I see him. And Boston Jimmy. Saw Boston Jimmy. And I'm sorry, I, I know we're forgetting some other people that that we saw, but um, it was it, it's always great to see, um, you know, the other other media people there. We, it is we're, we're very fortunate to be a part of a cigar media community that we help each other. Yep. We you know give each other ideas and pointers, introductions, and introductions. That's what been one of the uh, just incredible things for us is other cigar media people have taken us around and helped introduce us to other companies you know dojo guys have done it and half wheel guys have done it and, and, and then people like gabe 
Yeah. Yeah. From uh, uh, he's oh, shoot. The name of the company, uh, the branding and marketing company. Oh, I feel like a jerk. I can't remember the name of the company, but yes. Yeah, he's been incredibly he's helpful. He is the guy. He knows oh, everybody. Guy, right? yeah. yeah. He knows everybody. Um, and knowing the person who knows everybody is is almost better than knowing everybody. It is. <laughs> uh, and it is. Yeah, you're totally right, Diane. It is all about networking. And, and that's why we love these events so much is, I mean, the coverage is great. We love doing the interviews and bringing that to people so that they can see about the products and all that stuff. But it's also about the community aspect and the networking is getting getting to know more people in the industry, uh, letting people know because we're under no illusion that there are still plenty of people uh, who have cigar brands that haven't yet learned about how about that cigar. Mm -hmm. We're fine with that. Um, and our goal is to get our name out there as much as we can uh, and while at the same time building our own skills as media coverage people and, and all that. So that's, that's what we're in the goal of doing, uh, or that's what we're, we're working to do. So, um, good times. Good times. Um, final thoughts on TPE 2022. It's a blast. I'd do it again. You'd do it again. I would. Yeah, I just want to say a big thanks to you guys for giving me the opportunity to go out there. And like I said, it was a really good experience, humbling. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I lost for words when I was out there. I almost had some tears in my eyes when you brought me on the <laughs> camera at the last second there. But yeah, it was uh, tears of joy, man. It was a good time. So, well, and Justin, you were a game changer. You were, you were a total a, game changer. Absolute truth. I mean, doubling our coverage from last TPE uh, is. I mean, if, if that alone is enough to say that that are that how about that cigar as a as a media organization for w whatever that term means. Um, absolutely, um, uh, turned our coverage and and our uh, our media I don't know credibility up to eleven having yep. you there. And we're up eighty five percent from last year. Too. And we're up, yeah. The that's another thing we I don't even think we talked about that on the show, but. So if you look at our audio podcast numbers from 2020 and then our audio podcast numbers from 2021, that we had an 85% increase in listenership. That's insane. And on YouTube and Facebook, it, it averaged out to roughly a 52% increase. So that's all because of you guys who are watching and listening. So we could not be more grateful for that. Um, uh, and Diana, our, the next show, and I say show loosely, it's not a trade show, but it's, a, it's an event, the Great Smoke uh, for the Smoke-In crew in Florida. We'll be doing some kind of thing from there. We're not sure exactly what that looks like yet. Right. Um, but look for us uh, in uh, the Miami area uh, doing some coverage from the Great Smoke. And yeah. then in July will be the PCA. Yeah. Um, in Vegas. Very excited for all those. And I just re-upped uh, the PCA dues today. Awesome. So uh, so we will be 100% at the PCA trade show in July. Um, and hopefully we can, we can get some uh, uh, Scott Pierce or some of the other guys from PCA on a couple months prior, just checking in on how everything's progressing with the planning of that, that mm -hmm. trade show. Um, so is, is it, yeah, yep. is, is it time? I think so. Okay. 
It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Numero de los Muertos, episode 144. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? This week, our numbers come from the United States of America, where, on average, 24 people a year die. Come on. United States of America, on average, 24 people a year die from this. Mm-hmm. Death by not wearing pants. I don't think. Nope. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not a category in the nope. in the record books. Nope. I mean, because. I mean, you. Yeah. Well, being stupid again. That's that's very. That's very uh, general. Yeah. Not COVID. I think that's going to be in the hundreds of thousands. Um. Who knows? Who knows? Who. No. We, yeah, we really don't. We, we really don't know. The more I think I know stuff, the more I realize I don't have effing clue about most. Um. All right, twenty-four people a year in the U.S. As always, if you have guesses or clues, leave them in the comments. So, that's a really interesting question. Ooh, food related, because it is food adjacent. <laughs> food adjacent mm -hmm. what is how do you how do you how can you'll something see, be f you'll see beverage mm -mm. getting food thrown at you mm -mm. like mm -mm. getting stoned but tomatoes you know <laughs> mm -mm. um oh eating yourself to death because you get the munchies from getting high as balls wow at TPE. no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't at, at tpe yeah uh it's both um, <clears throat> not cutting your no. Is it? Um, mm -mm, not food bites. So it's food adjacent. Is it restaurants? Mm. Um, it can happen at a restaurant. Is it choking? Mm -mm. Is well, I'll say this. The. Mm, I'm going to let you guys go a little bit more okay. before I... Okay. Um, Food poisoning. Is it, uh, is it related to... Are the deaths connected to the eating of food or the cooking of food? Neither. Neither. Yep. It is not... It has it, nothing to do with consumption of food. Does it have something to do with farming? Mm-mm. So it doesn't have anything to do with crops or livestock. Correct. What the hell? What the hell? Uncle <laughs> Roger say. 
emotional damage. <laughs> um, preparing? Hmm. Nope. So how if it's food adjacent, but it's not. Are not loading the dishwasher? Grocery stores? Uh, n- no. Mm-mm. Not food allergy related, so it doesn't have anything to do with ingesting. Does it happen? Food. Does it happen at some some type of? marketplace or location where food is bought and or sold yes and in some places it could happen in your home if you had one of these is it related to the preparation of a particular type of food no Garbage disposal. Um, oh, garbage disposal. No. Uh, Quentin's yeah, that... last guess actually has a very large clue in it. I was going to say food delivery. Carrying beer into the cooler and fall. Keg deliveries? Mm-mm. Seafood deliveries? Mm-mm. Is it anything to do with allergies? No. Falling in the cooler, Quentin says. Mm. Is it is it slipping in the kitchen and hitting your head on the floor? No. Not cholesterol. Uh, keep going with Q's line of questioning. Is it spilling spilling something? hot on yourself when you're cooking Mm, mm -mm. not hitting your head the (laughs) the uh so what the cause of death will be is asphyxiation now couple that with what q was talking about Yes. Yes, Chuck. Getting locked in a cooler. Locked in a cool oh, like the big walk-in cooler? Yes. Wow. Twenty-four people a year die oh. from accidentally being locked in a cooler. Chuck, that was a great guess. That was a great guess. My goodness. So Usually happens in a in a restaurant or um, a food warehouse. Yeah, but uh, I guess you know. I think in home coolers, it's like one point five a year die. So Quentin, if you've never worked in a restaurant or or a big food warehouse, they have these massive walk in coolers. Well, yeah, they do have push some buttons. of them, but some sometimes a lot of times they fail. They can fail. They can malfunction. They can the, the mechanism can break and that can cause somebody to get get stuck inside. Or you can have an asshole co-worker who put thinks it's funny pick. to put an ice pick in the in the thing that happened to me. I mean, I was only, I was in there for all of 20 minutes. It wasn't bad, but I worked at a 
I worked at a pizza place in college and one of my coworkers put the ice pick through the through the the thing so I couldn't get out and they're all I could hear them all out there laughing their asses off. Yeah. Um, but I was only in there for twenty minutes, so it wasn't that bad. So uh you will actually run out of oxygen before you would freeze to death in most coolers, no matter the, the temperature, if it's a freezer or if it's a refrigeration. Run out of oxygen. That makes sense. How long does that take? It probably depends on the size, the size of the, the cooler of the walk-in, yeah. And if it's got some kind of air exchanger, which yeah. most of them I'm sure don't. Right. Yeah. Why would they? Nope. Yeah. Why would you put air exchanger on it? Oxygen is going to add to yeah the food spoiling. So that's right. You so want to remove it. Ooh. Twenty minutes. I'm glad I wasn't in that walk-in longer <laughs> than twenty minutes. I might I might not be here today. Um. Yeah, that I was like I said, I worked at a pizza place. It was college. It was a bunch of college ki- college kids, yep. you know, dicking around. We and, did it, in Jimmy John's. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, let's trap Matt. In the, it, was, it was probably the hazing. It was like my first right. day or my first couple exactly. days. Hey, can you go in the cooler and get me another bag of mozzarella? Oh, sure, I'll be right back. Cute. I guarantee you, depending on the size of the cooler and how well it's insulated, you can scream and pound all you want. And if there's people out in the front, they will not hear a thing. Well, I could, I have to imagine when, because when it happened to me, I could distinctly remember hear them laughing. Sure. On the and saying, "Hey, Matt, what's the matter? Just push the button, Matt. Just push the button." <laughs> I mean, they're like, "Let me out of there, you sons of bitches!" Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. So I know they could hear me. Where did Matt go? Where, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least you're ready for the board. <laughs> That's true. You are you are already preserved in some in some fashion. Oh my god! Yeah, but at a pizza place, I I remember distinctly every time I finished a shift at the pizza place, going back to my apartment, and I just just that smell, yeah, that pizza place smell. It's yeah. just yep. Oh, it takes like two showers to get rid of that smell and and a change of clothes and ugh, yep. the worst. But we used to bring, uh, we used to take because uh, we also had like a buffet line and any of the leftovers. And maybe every once in a while we would make a special pizza and bring right. it to the bar and get free beer the whole night. Oh, for after sure. after the pizza place closed, and that may or may not have happened. I mean, they closed long ago, so it's not like, not like they care. But how is that different from your normal smell? Well, it's it's all about garlic ratios. Yeah, it's less garlicky and it's oniony. All, yeah, it's all about garlic ratios, really. So that was this week's numero de los muertos. All right, I think we should get Justin with the lightning. I round. think we should. All right, Justin, you got to get up on that microphone. Yeah, talk into the mic. Talk into the mic. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for ten minutes, who would it be and why? You did this one already. Yeah. Okay. You did these first three, the big, the first big three. Yep. Okay. Who was your childhood or teenage celebrity crush? Cindy Crawford. Oh, that's, not mad at that. I'm not mad at that answer at all. That's a very good answer. If you could add any person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? The Beebs. Ozzy Osbourne. 
Oh, <laughs> sans the bat. Oh, or... see. <laughs> yeah, with with the bat hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's. Uh, what's the worst haircut you've ever had? We don't need pictures. We just need a description. One time when I was younger, I was pissed off at my parents, right? So we're in the bathroom and I shaved everything off. Except I tried to get a mohawk, but there's patches and everything there. It wasn't too good. So I ended up just shaving it all off. But I went for the mohawk and it just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever have a tail? I never had the rat tail. Good. A lot I, of people in Oklahoma did. I did. I know. <laughs> I did. I know. But I was I was born in 71. So yeah. it was. Yeah. I had a mullet. In like so, 80. 80, 85 it didn't last it was like maybe 85 or so and but then then i got rid of the tail and just went full mullet yeah um yeah it was not good did you let it your was, soul glow i did let my soul glow i did it was it was spectacular and horrifying at the same time um so now let's do this week's notable smokable and as always, Notable Smokables are brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So, uh, Justin, yeah. did you have a Notable Cigar this week? I did at the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Vegas at a Davidoff Millennium. Mm. So we, bo- we both had that cigar that night. What did you think of it? Uh, it was great. I've only had a couple Davidoffs, so that was uh, a good, uh, good, good to test the uh, blends out. It was uh, a good one to enjoy. Yeah, we did. We did the full. Um, me and you and uh, Raul mm-hmm. went to Davidoff, and we did the full on treat treat yourself. Um, and yeah, got got the uh, uh, Millennium, and then number three, the number three, um, the special R number three Tubo. Uh, I smoked that one the next morning with coffee. Um, good stuff. Uh, what was your notable this week? Mine would be the Amendola Especial. Oh, we yeah. already talked about it, but I mean, that was my most notable cigar of this past week. Uh, mine, I'm actually going back to right before we went to PCA. Um, and this is again, going back to the whole 60 ring gauge thing. Um, I smoked the the Fuerte y Libre Midnight Bender mm. in the 60 ring gauge, the six by 60. That was the one I think I gave you. You and Justin gave me that cigar. Yeah. And that is I have to add that to the list of a cigar that I will I will smoke in the 60 ring gauge. That blend works in a 60. Yep. It's it's got it's a blend that's got this good kind of mix of the sweetness and the spice. And the earthiness. So, um, and it's a powerful blend. That blend is not messing around. And it's unique. It is, yeah. It's hard to find. There's a lot of great cigars out there, a lot of great blends and, you know, little differences. But with that Midnight Bender, it is unique yeah. to anything. So check out uh, Fuerte y Libre. Good stuff. All right. So to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some very cool stuff we have coming up very soon. Next Tuesday night on February 7th. I can't believe it's February already. Wow. We have none other than Robert Holt from Southern Draw Cigars back for what I believe is going to be his third appearance on How About That Cigar Live. 
Uh, he's got a very cool, interesting, new, unique project that he's working on right now, and we're excited to hear about that. And, <coughs> pardon me for coughing, like, directly into the microphone. Um, and we have some more very cool stuff scheduled in the coming weeks as well. So, for all you viewers and listeners, we are so grateful to you guys for watching How About That Cigar. We are so grateful to you guys for listening to How About That Cigar on the audio podcast. Uh, as always, please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and make sure to like and follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash HBT Cigar. Follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys later. <laughs>